0: This episode of Press for Time is brought to you by Aver Media, a leader in digital video and audio that's unleashing the power of 4K HDR game capture and streaming for today's PC and console gamers.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Press for Time, a gaming age podcast. I am your host, Tyler, and others, joined as always by Benny Rose.
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody?
1: So, I'm sure you will notice immediately I sound somewhat terrible. Um, I came down with some type of awful flu that my lovely wife and children gave me. So, I am battling that right now, but that's all right. Not going to keep me away from you guys. So, Benny and I are here to bring you another podcast.
0: We're alive and well, we'll make do.
1: That's Hope right. Hey, thanks, man. So it's been two weeks, man. What have you been up to?
0: Lots and lots going on, man, inside and outside the gaming world. Uh, gaming Age has been keeping me busy with some uh, game reviews, some hardware reviews, some toy reviews. I got a lot lot coming and uh, just trying to balance everything out. But in the day job world, I actually just finished up a uh, couple of days of my last job of almost seven years. So I uh, start a new job this week, and it's going to be uh, very different, exciting. It's going to be a little little bit closer to home. I won't be in New York City. I live in Jersey, so I'll be working in New Jersey. So that's going to be a bit of a change. My hours are going to be different, but uh, hopefully once I get situated, you know, month or two, I can uh, find that work-life balance a lot better than I did with the Two-hour in and out of the city every day.
1: Oh yeah, man, that's gonna be huge. It'll cut down on your switch time, though.
0: Well, you know, unfortunately, that and my music writing, because a lot of that was done on the bus too. So that'll be the big change. But ultimately, you know, I think everything'll balance it out. You know, or it'll work in the end. So.
1: Oh yeah, now you can sit at home and play the switch, and you know, do your writing at home, and take take some of that time in the office instead of trying to cram it in on the bus.
0: Absolutely. Looking forward to it, man. So that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, I just got my Tomb Raider code uh, about a couple days ago, so I just got started on that. Really, really uh, great game so far. Can't talk about it in detail, but, uh, you know, I'm a big Tomb Raider fan since PS1, like all the way, you know, the original game. I was actually, it was one of those games that kind of picked up on a whim, with uh, my uncle back in the day, it was, I picked up like three games. One of them was absolutely terrible. One of them was a game that I didn't really play in depth, but I ended up liking something about it. And then the other one was Tomb Raider. One was, uh, I don't know if you remember this game called Steel Harbinger. Ugh. No. Wolf would just like barf and uh, it's, a, it's a terrible game. Um <laughs> Like, it is just, I don't even remember much about it other than, like, this crazy, weird, uh, heavy metal kind of cover. Like, but the game was just awful. But uh, the other game was um, Tecmo's Deception, if you remember the Deception series. It was actually the first in the series. And I remember buying it because the warning and label in the back said it had satanic references. (laughs) <laughs> and, I knew, and I knew my mom wouldn't approve. Sorry, mom. But uh, it was kind of like a, a buying it out of spite. And the game was cool. You know, it was very weird in the sense when you look back now at the Deception series, you know, we had one on the PS4, which is crazy. But, you know, they all went third person and the first game was actually first person. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was basically laying traps for people that were trying to get into your castle. It was very bizarre, but um, Tomb Raider was a game that stuck out at that time. I remember playing that game, getting to that third level with like the crazy puzzles and just the extreme difficulty and like mastering that platform, you know, style of, of controls because it was a mix of tanks control, tank controls, and like whatever else you know, IDOS and Square uh, Crystal Dynamics put together, but. You know, when you look back at it now and you realize how much the series has evolved, it's uh, it's inc- incredible to see what the series looks like now, what it plays like. But you know, you know, you can't have that series without going back to its roots.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's so, awesome, um, man. I'm glad you're yeah, enjoying it.
0: I look forward to getting that review, you know, up in you know the next week or two. So
1: awesome uh, for me. I've been. Playing an unhealthy amount of Diablo again. I always seem to come back to Diablo 3 every month or two, or whatever the seasons go, actually, I guess, is more appropriate. But come back, play just a gross, obscene amount of Diablo for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then I go weeks and weeks and weeks and don't play. But uh, broke back into the global leaderboards today for solo greater rifting, so that's fun. Uh, nice. my my Crusader is pretty uh pretty dumb, and I do some pretty dumb stuff with him, but
0: <laughs> but now is, do you play a gross amount of this like more than Dark Souls? I find that hard to believe. Which no. just just scares me that you have another game that you play that much.
1: Do I play that much? No, I do not. I do not play it more than I play Dark Souls. But um, outside of Dark Souls, it's probably my favorite game to be honest, or game series, I guess, because I really like Diablo 2 as well, but I think Diablo 3 is definitely the game I put the most hours into, outside of Dark Souls, since, I mean, since, like, Call of Duty 4 on the Xbox 360, I have just days and weeks of gameplay on Call of Duty 4, but that was all back when I was a young man. (laughs) Now, as an adult, I don't have that kind of time to put into games anymore, so... In my adult life, I think Diablo is what I have the most time on outside of the Souls series.
0: Got so,
1: it. I really enjoy it, and there's just so much you you can you can play forever. I mean, you can constantly get incremental upgrades to your gear, and it's the the hunt, the the loot farming, and praying to our Jesus to give you those sweet sweet primals that you need, but <laughs> you never get them, or you get a primal furnace that has rolled with dexterity on it and you want to pull your hair out, because, yeah.
0: Bless your heart, because I don't know a word you just said, because <laughs> that is just another realm of of game that I just... was always intimidated by the series. It definitely seemed cool, it just seemed like one of those abysses that I did not want to jump into. And <laughs> You know, I know with it coming out in the Switch now, I'm sure you'll dive into it, you know, like, feet first and just, you know, get right back into it, but for me, it's, I don't even think that'll be a reason for me to jump in, so, I'm glad somebody enjoys it, you can enjoy it for me, just like oh, your yeah. card battle and games, and all those other genres that you play that I don't.
1: <laughs> I am still playing a healthy bit of Magic uh, Arena, so, that's nice, nice. the new deck editions have made it really fun, so, I'm still thoroughly really? enjoying that, and I still play, still play a healthy bit of Magic in real life, and uh I still play D&D in real life, so. Getting a little bit of, a little bit of everything, you know.
0: Nothing not the wrong with that. Very yeah. cool, man.
1: Yep. So I was telling Benny before we actually started recording. Um, for any of you that were kids and young adults in the early 90s and late 90s, um, you're probably familiar if you played computer games with the Humongous Entertainment games. That's like Freddy Fish and Pajama Sam and uh, Spy Fox and Putt Putt and stuff like that. I downloaded all those games on Steam. And I've had my three-year-old daughter coming and starting to play those games. So I got her a little tiny wireless Logitech mouse, and I plug it into my PC, and I keep my regular mouse plugged in, and I let her play. And then if she needs help, I can just help with my own mouse. But she is she is firmly hooked on... Uh, we just finished Putt-Putt Travels Through Time, and we're doing uh, Freddy Fish 3 the uh, search for the missing conch shell, or whatever. Now, so she is very much enjoying it, and uh, already hard on her way to being part of the Press for Time, Gaming Age family. So it is, awesome. is—it's uh, good times, man. Bringing cool. my two favorite things together—it's—it's it's pretty awesome. So I'm enjoying that.
0: Cool. I look forward to being able to do that too. My boy is, uh, you know, a little little behind on that because he's. Two a little over two and he's he's amazing with like a smartphone which just blows my mind like still to this day I mean he plays pretty much on YouTube for kids like I pretty much just filter that for him so that he could just listen to like you know nursery rhymes and watch stuff with like counting and I mean the kid knows his alphabet already counts to 20 you know I don't want to be like that parent that boasts about their kids but like I'm not used to Watching a kid grow up like that, so right. it's just like it's it's surreal for me to see all that, and you know, it's cool to also see him kind of take an interest in some of the stuff that I'm doing. Like sometimes he'll come in my office when I'm writing a song, and you know, like there's a song that we have this this particular song starts off with like a drum beat, and every time he hears it, he dances, and the kid's got rhythm. You know, as a musician, I take great pride in that. You know, he's had rhythms since he was like six months. We <laughs> so bopped bop his head to the music. He dances with his hands. Um, he shares a love for one of my favorite bands, uh, this band called The Midnight. Like, I'll listen to it. Sometimes he asks for the songs by name in the car. It's it's just, that's that's my connection right now. Like, the game stuff hasn't really come into play yet. Like, he's obsessed with my Elite Controller. But uh, he just likes to take the magnetic buttons off. That's about it. There's no other interest in that. But um, everything else is just, you know, it's just awesome to be able to connect in one way or, or another with him. So I look forward to, you know, when I can present the game with him and see if he'd show an interest.
1: Oh yeah, oh it's it's just great, man. It's such a good feeling. I don't know. No, if, I don't know, know if awesome. validating is the right word, but it's like, hey. This thing that I do for fun is something that I can do with my kids for more than just, you know, my own personal enjoyment. I get enjoyment out of playing those old games, and there's a the nostalgia to that, but I also get a lot of enjoyment out of watching my daughter play it and watching her enjoy it. So.
0: Right, because she gets that first-time experience that you remember having.
1: Just, exactly.
0: It's pretty cool, man.
1: Yep. No, it's great. Awesome. So, Enough about us. Let's talk about some some video game stuff. It's been 2 weeks. There's been a little bit of stuff that's happened, right?
0: There's been so much, man. It's crazy. I mean, there's a lot that kind of got lost in the wind, you know. There's mediocre announcements, there's trailers, and new games coming out this week, next week. It, for me, I mean, one of the smaller announcements that was kind of a big deal to me is we're getting a Streets of Rage 4. Like, I know, what? like what? <laughs> I'll take it. And I will it, take it. It's and I love
1: supposed it. to play just like the old games, man. It's supposed well, to be real you know. good.
0: Listen, the uh, trolling friends on the uh, interwebs are just getting off on the factor that you know. Oh, it's it looks like flash flash animation, people need to just get a grip. It is hand drawn, cell shading style art that is not flash (laughs) flash hasn't really been used in the mainstream like that in quite some time and you know got to give a lot of credit to the developers and the artists that are designing that games like monster boy that uh that team put out and i think it's going to be awesome and i think people need to just uh crawl out of the rock that they're under and find something else better to do with their time i mean we're always going to have trolling friends that's fine but uh Yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm super stoked. I mean, I was a huge fan of the second one. I played the first one a little bit, but three, I never ended up getting as a kid, and I never went back to it as I got older. But two has a very special place in my heart. And the nerd in me, uh, when the announcement was made, like the next that evening, actually, I went home, and I kind of messed around with my own rendition of the ending theme for one of, the, one of the endings for the game. And it's like, it's one of my favorite themes uh, in games. And, you know, it's just, that's how much I love this, you know, that game in that part of the series. So hopefully they bring characters back from that game. Because I was a big Skate fan. So, um, I mean, there's been tons of other stuff going on. Uh, you want to tackle one?
1: Um, So Cyberpunk 2077, dude.
0: Finally, the, game, the public gets to see the gameplay, right?
1: Yeah, like 48 minutes of gameplay. They were like, hey, no, we're not going to show you some two-minute teaser trailer. We're just going to show you like an hour of uh, in-game content. Have fun. So, uh, believe it or not, I did not watch all of the uh, video footage they released. I watched enough to get an idea, and then I stopped because I am so inappropriately excited for that game i don't I don't want to watch an hour of it before I can actually start playing it if that makes sense,
0: well, that goes back to you know two or three episodes back when we talked about game content being shown significantly before the game releases, so I'm with you on that
1: yeah yeah i i I watched enough to get an idea for it and to form an opinion about how the game is coming along so far, which spoiler alert my opinion is it's coming along fantastically, and c d project red has I mean, I have all kinds of faith in them and their ability to make this game great. Um, The Witcher, one of the best game series. Witcher 3 is one of the best games that's come out in a really long time. So I very much enjoyed playing that. I 100%ed it, did all of the Witcher contracts. I got all of the special Witcher sets of armor. I did all the side quests, main quests, expansions. I mean, I tore that game apart. Because it was one of the few games that my wife actually really liked watching me play, so I could sit and play it for hours, and she would just sit there happily on the couch and watch me play it. She really enjoyed it, which is weird. So I took took full advantage of that and played a lot of Witcher. But um, I I think uh, I think that those developers have done enough to earn our trust that I'm not skeptical. Um, you, you know, you'll have all the people out there on Reddit that are screaming no pre-orders don't pre-order it don't 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 trust the developers and that's just to me that's a jaded way of looking at things um don't get me wrong i don't like walking into a video game store and getting badgered at the counter and told that i need to pre-order 17 games that's that's not me but
0: But what about the circle of life
1: yeah the circle jesus christ
0: oh did i go there i'm sorry
1: oh that's too too soon (laughs) too soon Anybody that's ever worked uh, retail in video games knows exactly what he was talking about. Um, but I, I don't like going and being badgered for a pre-order, but at the same time, I have no qualms pre-ordering a game from a developer that I trust and with a property that looks as good as that. Am I going to rush out and probably pre-order things from some other, other developers? Probably not. Um... You know, everyone cites No Man's Sky as, as what, 250,000 people pre-ordered it on Steam and then everybody freaked out because the game wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Okay, but to me, pre-ordering and buying day one is really no different. Agreed. So if your idea is, hey, I'm going to wait until the reviews are out and then I'll buy it, sure. But if you're someone that's a day one adopter but you're like, I'm not going to pre-order on principle, that's kind of a dumb principle.
0: Yeah, because this, this is not a game that's crowdfunded. This this is funded on their own accord, so it's coming out whether you pre-order it or not. That's the reality.
1: Yep. So I'm sure that's not the popular opinion. Well, I know it's not the popular opinion. Go, go to anywhere on the internet, and people will scream until they're blue in the face about how pre-ordering is the worst thing ever, and it's part of the problem. But I can assure mm-hmm. you, I will pre-order Cyberpunk 2077. And I pre-ordered the Collector's Edition of Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Because I pre-ordered two Collector's Editions, to be honest with you. Because I have a problem.
0: (laughs) One to open and one to keep in the box.
1: No. Actually, well, yes. I pre-ordered one for PC and one for PS4. But since I'm covering the game, um, whichever, whichever platform they give me for coverage, I will open the other platform's Collector's Edition, and keep the one that I got for coverage sealed if that makes sense. Of course.
0: I've done it. And I think I'm going to be doing that with Resident Evil. Oh, I'm yes. Happy. I go, I ordered that collector's edition cuz you know they're not sending me that. No.
1: No. <laughs> but, but, but that's I give be awesome, credit. man.
0: I got to give credit to that collector's edition of the one you just mentioned because correct me if I'm wrong, the price is not it's not even $100.
1: No, it's 90 bucks. And you Which get It's awesome. Dude. It's a statue. You get a 7 inch statue of um, the main character, you get three physical coins from that era in Japan, you get a cloth map, you get an art book, you get a soundtrack, you get the game in a fantastic-looking steelbook case. 90 bucks. Yep, crazy. 90 bucks.
0: But, you know, we're not cool like the cool kids in the uh, and Friends brigade. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, put that in perspective.
1: Put that in perspective. NBA 2K19. I'm sure it's gonna be a fantastic game. Uh, sports games are not for me. Don't do anything for me. But NBA 2K19 20th Anniversary Edition. A hundred dollars. Has in-game currency, uh, some My Team awards, and extra LeBron digital gear. Sekiro nice. 90 dollars. Seven in statue coins. Map art book physical, physical <laughs> all kinds of physical goodies stuff. 90 bucks so that's that's a that's a real from software move to me um well that's like, also hey,
0: I would say that's their second biggest collectors they only really did one other one right with an with an actual statue was it Dark Souls 2?
1: Dark Souls three. Did they, they did, three did they did 2 okay. and 3
0: okay yep uh, that's right they did a lord of cinder right and that yep. they had the crazy really expensive one that we never got
1: yeah, the crazy, really expensive one with Yorm that I really wanted, but it was like $900 or something.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah, that was like an obscene amount of money. Uh, but just a regular collector's edition, yeah, it was uh, Soul of Cinder, and then the uh, Dark Souls 2 had the uh, Farron Knight. But. Got it. Still, cool. they've done a really good job of keeping it realistic and not charging a million dollars and not making it all about in-game currency you know you don't get an extra 10,000 souls to start for pre-ordering right
0: yeah that that would be lame but it's been done it's definitely been done
1: for sure for sure but anyway really excited um, for Cyberpunk looks really good and uh, really excited for Sekiro obviously because it looks really good
0: 2019 is going to start off with a bang man Two many games in the first three months.
1: Going to be out of control. Uh, one of your favorite games of all time comes out at two, the beginning of two, 2019.
0: Two within a week. Yep. <laughs> Both Resident Evil and Kingdom Hearts. With I think it's like a three-day gap. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to have be a, a great time.
1: <laughs> well, you'll be. You'll invent your new job long enough to take some vacation time, hopefully. So yeah. plan, plan that out in advance. Make sure they know when you go in uh, for your first day. Hey, by the way, I'm going to need this week off. Pretty much. <laughs> um, Fallout 76 is still something that's being talked about all the time. Um, and I I keep tottering back and forth on really, ins- really excited and really uh, nervous. So I think I can land squarely and cautiously optimistic. Um, I really don't know how I feel about multiplayer Fallout. But I also didn't know how I felt about multiplayer Elder Scrolls. And although it had its hiccups at launch, Elder Scrolls Online is probably my favorite MMO now. Um, I really, really enjoy playing that. So, I think they probably learned all the lessons that they needed to learn from ESO, and Fallout 76 is going to launch better. And it seems like, uh, you know, they were talking about the, shoot what they call it, the rogue system or whatever. You know, Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I know I'm wrong, but... Um, the system for players that go around murdering other players, if you do that too much, you get marked as a raider. Raider system, there it is, thank you. Um, you get marked as a raider. And You're then, welcome.
0: Yeah, no, I said nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, then you uh, you show up on everybody's mini-map, and all the normal players in the game now have a mission to kill you, and they get tons of really good in-game loot for killing you. And you don't get anything special. Like It doesn't give you any extra powers or anything. It literally just marks you for regular people. If you're a, a raider and someone who goes around and griefs other people all the time, you get marked and you will spend the rest of your time playing on that account, getting hunted and killed by just regular players. So you awesome. have to be I'm very awesome. careful. As so am I. You have to be very careful who you choose to you know violently interact with. It's not going to be like Rust where you just run around and kill everybody. I think it looks like it's going to be a fallout game and just so happen to have other people with it. So um, the more I see on it, the more, again, cautiously optimistic I get. Uh, Pete Hines with Bethesda uh, sat down and was talking about he's he's been playing the game, and he said he has played it almost exclusively as a solo experience. He said he played a little bit with Todd Howard. Surprise there. Um, but... Other than playing a little bit with Todd Howard, he's played it almost entirely solo, and obviously he works for Bethesda, so he's testing it and doing all kinds of other stuff. But he says he's got like two hundred hours on it, and he would say a hundred what one hundred and seventy of them or whatever were solo, something like that. Don't don't quote me because right. I'm just I'm pulling this off of what I remember from watching his interview. But um, he said he plays it mostly solo, and he does not feel like the experience is cheapened in any way by play, one playing it solo and two by having other people in the world with him. So, oh, take that good. for what you will.
0: Yeah, I look forward to picking that up. I was a huge fan of 4, and obviously, it being a big departure, and me most most of my readers know that I am one that plays well with others, but ultimately, uh, not going to have much of a choice. I mean, yeah, like that, I can go the solo route, but I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to want to be encouraged to take advantage of you know, the way Bethesda handles the uh, online side, So I think it'll be a uh, good experience. I'm uh, scheduled to review that. So, you know, who knows? Maybe if they send us multiple codes, you and I can do some streaming and get some content for the show. That'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that'd be really cool, man. If we can, uh, we can reach out to them, I'll, I'll talk to some folks, and you can talk to some folks, see if we can manage to get codes for both of us and uh, make some good content for the show.
0: Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm looking forward to it, and um, I think we're gonna close the year out with that and maybe one or two other games, right?
1: Yeah, we've got that. Um, I'm on the slate to do Call of Duty Black Ops Four and Battlefield Five, which I'm really excited now that Battlefield Five has been pushed a month because they were originally coming out in the same week, and that would have been a lot. Sense. That would have been a lot of first-person shooter action to try to tackle in the span of one week. Agreed. A lot of. First person shooting action. First person shooter action. Um, what else? Let me look. I'm going to look at my, my little release schedule here because I always have it up, up on my phone. We do um, get
0: Spider-Man next week. That's the – uh got
1: Spider-Man next week.
0: Very exciting. Can't wait for that. It's funny. I've been waiting for like the collector to – see, now you got me tongue-tied because you were like worrying about your words before. Yep. See. I, I can't even say stuff like collector's. <laughs> collector's edition of the uh, Spider-Man game. Like They <laughs> were supposed to announce what it was going to look like going into the end of summer. Guess what? We're pretty much done there. But now it looks like from what I'm reading is they're not going to show it until like you buy it, and there's apparently going to be a note in there that tells you don't open it until you get so far in the game. Because it's apparently like a major spoiler, so interesting. I, yeah, it's a really, it's a really weird way of doing that. Because obviously, it's a risk. You know, I'm not really a risk because ultimately, you you break it, you buy it, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yours. You, you deal with it. But I can't. I, they have to. be – They must be really confident in it being really good. You know, to. You know, put the price out. It's not super expensive. It's over the $100. But you're getting this statue of um, Spider-Man in the advanced suit that he wears in the game. And then under him is like a crate that, uh, you know, it's pretty much it hasn't been shown. So, you know, some people are speculating it could be something as obvious as Osborn or Green Goblin, which we haven't really gotten announcement for. Or it could be as bold as like Miles Morales, you know, with him, you know, as Spider-Man, because we do see the Miles in the in the game, um, in in this, as a civilian. So,
1: so you want my prediction?
0: You want mine? <laughs> you first.
1: All right. So mine is it's uh, Venom, because that's exactly.
0: Oh, that's exactly what I want. Tie into the movie.
1: Yep. Tie into the movie. Sony owns the property. Sony has a Venom movie coming out. Sony is the publisher of th- this Spider-Man game. It is only coming to Sony consoles. I would, I would w- be willing to bet a healthy sum that it is Venom, and Venom is one of the surprises in the game.
0: I can't, I really hope so. He is pretty much my favorite villain. So
1: he is mine, um, as you can see it, from all my pops. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Even though I'm not looking forward to the movie, I hate to break the news to you. No, so... I'm going to see it, but...
1: I'm super nervous about the movie. I love Tom Hardy. I have a lot of faith in Tom Hardy's ability to carry a movie, but that the footage of him using the suit looks unfinished, and maybe it is in the trailer, but it just looks bad, like the CGI looks bad. His whole jumping up on the, the motorcycle, flying through the air, smashing the cars together, it all looks like, I mean, 2005, I mean, 2000, shoot, not even 2005, think of Lord of the Rings. I mean, Damn. that was early 2000s, and that looked better than what this looks like today in 2018. Um, with right. how high quality the Marvel movies are, and even, yeah, the DC movies aren't as high quality, but still better, I I would have expected a lot more work to have gone into that CGI especially for a character that is so heavily reliant on CGI.
0: Well, what do you think? Do you think it's a big part of so you kind of deal with this and not having uh, Marvel Studios involved at all? Because I feel like that partnership definitely elevated you know, where Spider-Man went for obvious reasons. Not just because he's in the MCU, but having that creative uh, collaboration allowed the character to evolve in an appropriate manner and You know, we were given a younger uh, Peter Parker that a lot of people seem to be really on the fence for beginning because we thought, oh, we're going to get an origin again. And, you know, Marvel Studios did the right thing. And, you know, we skipped a lot of that. And, yeah, he's still in school and all that other stuff. But obviously so much is going on now. But then, you know, I don't know. I don't know where Sony's head is when it comes to, you know, trying to, Market these uh, these other characters for standalone films instead of worrying about some of these higher tier characters that they have. Like, you know, when they had Spider-Man, like they blew it twice. Essentially, you know, the first the first movies were good for the time, but when you look back now, obviously you have this. You know, there's just something about the way the movies are done now. There's a higher level of expectation, I guess, for yeah. the fans. So. You know, you have Venom. You have this potential Black Cat movie that there that's been talked about. I mean, why? You know, uh, now there's a Morbius uh, movie. I mean, come on. Like, I get I get it to a degree, but I don't get it. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's just like the whole thing with Venom that bothers me the most is you know he's not tied into Spider Man, which means he's not going to have the spider, which means there's not going to be any connective tissue um, to push him forward into potentially being anywhere in connection to Spider-Man. Unless they do something at the end where, like, my prediction was, like, they do either a post credit scene or the movie ends with uh, Brock getting a job at the Daily Bugle and meeting Parker. But they're not going to show him. You know what I mean? Like, they'll show his desk or some nonsense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. I just... I don't have faith. I want to. I I don't have a problem with Tom Hardy. I don't I edit like it like it is Bane, but that's not really him, I guess. Yeah, that's that, know, that was my big script.
1: thing is that wasn't his fault to me and if you compare it to the rest of the Christopher Nolan Batman universe, there's no he he made all of his characters so grounded and realistic. There really isn't much of a grounded realistic way to do Bane other than what he did. Um so I was I was okay with Christopher Nolan's Take on it to an extent, but I thought Tom Hardy did an absolutely fantastic job with the material that he was given.
0: But that voice, man. Yeah. That Sean Connery, whatever. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to bastardize it. (laughs)
1: Not great. Uh, But again, at the end of the day, directorial decision. Hey, do this thing with your voice. Okay.
0: True. Very true. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, that'll be exciting if we get you know, you've heard it here. We think Venom. So we think Venom in the game. That'd be really cool. Cool statue. I did pre-order it so that'll be coming my way. Actually, I'll have to pick it up next week myself. But uh, because I was originally going to review it and pass it on to Paul because Paul is a very 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 big Spider-Man fan and what better person to review a game like that? You know, he's also a big fan of the, the Arkham games You know, he knows them in and out. So I think he'll do that review. Absolute justice. You know, I hope the game is, uh, you know, to his liking, I'm hearing nothing but good things except for puddle gate, which we will not get into. I do not want to even waste time talking about puddle gate. I'm sure you know about puddle gate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Come on. People need to get over the fact that, uh, this is not kill zone two. That's, yeah. I'm going to leave it at that.
1: Yeah. No, you're not <laughs> wrong.
0: Well, we'll see. And then I'll, I'll watch. But that building was there. I played, I I swung on that building at 3. Uh, I'm going to be sad.
1: Because yep. that building won't be there. Because that building won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps us up this week. Like I said, it's going to be kind of a kind of a short week between my flu and just, I mean, not a whole lot of really newsworthy news to discuss so um, agreed
0: you've yeah. had some conventions you know Gate Comp um pax west you yep. i i didn't wasn't able to really keep, you know catch up on the news unfortunately no, Limited run, limited run had a really cool ToeJam jam and earl collectible like case that they were giving out or selling yeah it looked like the genesis case Nice. That would have been awesome to have, but it's the only thing I could really think of for uh, for packs for me that I
1: heard. Um, there's a going to be a playable demo for Anthem, uh, the new BioWare game, in February. That'll be coming to uh, consoles, I know. So.
0: It's crazy that the game is so far. But,
1: yeah, you know. but to but me, I mean, do- the game comes yeah. out February twenty second, so. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's even weirder than we gonna get a demo so close to release that, oh, yeah that sure. was my
1: thing is that it seems like a an odd time to release a demo for it but
0: There's usually a reason for that
1: yeah I mean it is what it is that would be a busy day for me the 22nd oh no Metro got pushed back didn't it yes okay that's good because I had that and Anthem for the exact same day and that would be again kind of a difficult right. series of reviews to tackle but whatever um Hey, so last week we did the uh giveaway for the Outer Scrolls Online uh DLC and Crown Pack and we have our winner. Um, and? So, and... <laughs> I can't I can't big terrible drum I'm a drummer. That, I can't even
0: do it.
1: That was all right. <sighs> I have I appreciate the effort. A for drum roll effort. Uh, no, it's uh Chris for Houston. So we're gonna be uh sending that code over to you, Chris. Uh, I sent you an email today, so um, you are the winner. So thank you very much again for the guys that worked on ESO and the PR team for them taking care of us and getting that code to give out to you guys. And thank you guys for all the great suggestions and ideas for our streams and stuff like that to get off the ground. Um, the feedback like that is what allows us to continue doing this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I um, really appreciate it. And We'll try to give away some more stuff here in the near future. So thank you, and thank you again, Chris.
0: Ooh-wee, congrats, my friend. (laughs) Ooh-wee.
1: Oh, I love Rick and Morty. So good. Did you see uh, Justin, uh, uh, I can't say his last name, is doing a, uh, yep, sign on for a new show with Hulu?
0: I did see that.
1: I mean, it's not coming out until 2020, so I'm not getting my hopes up now, but.
0: Well, that's probably when you'll get season four.
1: Probably, maybe, if we're lucky. If Um, you're lucky.
0: Yeah.
1: As always, we really want to thank the folks at Aver Media for hooking us up and getting us uh, squared away and sponsoring the show. Um, really appreciate all their support and, uh, you know, be it just, hey, you guys are doing a good job, this is what we want to see, to hardware and actual physical support. They've been absolutely fantastic to work with. Um, check them out. As always, the link to their website will be in the description of the show. And uh, you can check me out on Twitter at ThatGamesGuy. Um you can write to us at uh uh the email always escapes me. It's for pressed four time at gamingage.com. That's done with the number 4 pressed four time at gamingage Um you can follow the show on Twitter at G A underscore pressed for time. And you can follow Mr Benny here at it's Benny Rose. And follow gaming age. Just look up Gaming Age on Twitter. Follow them. You should be following them anyway though, so
0: Lots of people to follow. Lots, lots, lots.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Did I miss anything?
0: No, I think you hit it at all. Thank you, guys. Gentlemen, ladies, animals, walls, bugs. I got plenty of those damn spiders in my house. Thank <laughs> you, spiders, too. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen. We really appreciate it. We've been uh, trying our damn hardest to make sure that our content stays consistent. Uh, we're going to try to continue to focus on the bi-weekly when we have the available time. We will definitely try to do more on a weekly basis, but uh, just bear with us. We appreciate all the support, as always. Until next time.
1: Uh, have a great week. Thanks for being here, guys.
0: Take care and have fun.